1 John chapter 3, verse 9. Whosoever is born of God, do not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. And this is the children of God manifest in the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. And And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brother, if the world hate you. Amen. 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 Father God, thank you for the word. Thank you for the strength and the power that you've given us to overcome all the things that we have to do to stay faithful, Father God. You knew when you called us, Father God, it was a difficult call. But you know, Father God, you have given us the power to live for you. So we thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Interesting verse. Now remember, remember the focus of John. Remember the focus of John, first John chapter three. Sometimes I just have to just give you a little bit of uh, history. John, John has come to this, this, this church full of young believers. At the same time, he arrived, the Gnostics arrived. The Gnostics mean knowledge, and these folks knew everything, and they were trying to tell the young believers that it ain't ain't all that. Jesus didn't really die on the cross, and and sinning ain't bad. You can still sin as often as much as you want and still be a Christian. Okay? It's not a heaven and hell issue whether you sin or or not. And and John's trying to Teach these folks, if you're a Christian, there's a certain behavior that comes with it, okay? And, 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 and he's going over and over and again, and he says something here that I know when I read it, just reading it on the surface, you'd be like, ah, whosoever is born of God committed, do not commit sin. And somebody said, what's that mean, pastor? That's, that's lifestyle. That's a life of sin. You, you, you live a life of sin. We all sin. There's none righteous, no, not one. Okay? But when, when, God, when God calls us and, and, and fills us with his spirit, we, we know when we sin in. Okay? And, 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 a, and a child of God is not going to live in a lifestyle and be known by a sin. Amen. Okay? You may be known by a sin that you're battling with, but you're not going to be known by a sin that you embrace and love. Okay? So he, so he goes into verse 10. I'm going to work my way to verse number 13. And I'm going to stay there for a minute. He said, and this the children of God are manifest in the children of the devil. Meaning the children of the devil, they don't have a problem sinning. And they'll gloat about it. They'll boast about it. They'll brag about it. And, and they don't care who knows and who sees it. Child of God, we, if we do sin, we don't want nobody to know, and we're going to pray to pray to God, God, deliver us from that thing. Amen. I don't want nobody to know I'm doing this. Where the child of the devil would say what? I don't care who knows. Matter of fact, I want everybody to know. Okay? Matter of fact, they may say, let's get married. 
That's what Paul said. He says, for this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Okay. God is love. And as children of God, we all love each other. This is maybe why I'm excited this morning. We get a, we get a little a time, a opportunity to express our love for members who, who can't come. We can take the meals. It's this little token of, of, of love. Okay? Now it's Cain. Cain represents the world. Cain represents the world. Abel represents the people of God. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one. Meaning, of the wicked one means what? He served him. He was a child of the wicked one. Where we are as the children of God, like Abel, we're a child of God. Abel knew what the offering was. Amen. Cain got the same information. God told Cain and Abel, it's a sin offering. You need to bring a blood sacrifice to, to cover your sins. Cain liked the world. Well, you know what? I'm all right with my sin. I don't, I don't want it covered. I enjoy my sin. And I, but I'll bring you an offering. He brought him a grain offering. Brought him a fruit basket. Equivalent of. Where Abel understood that he was a sinner. And by faith he accepted, he accepted God's message that I need my sins covered. Okay. And in, in, in essence, he was, he was saying, I have faith that one day God's going to send a perfect sacrifice. But in the meantime, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Amen. Okay. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. I'm going to bring this lamb and I'm going to slit its throat and then I'm going to offer him to cover my sins. Marvel not, verse 13. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. Amen. What's that word marvel mean? When I was young, he's a Captain Marvel. Is still a Captain Marvel? Still a Captain Marvel. What can Captain Marvel do? Marvelous things, amazing things. He can do what nobody, no other captain can do. He can fly and, and go underwater and all kind of stuff. The word means amazing. Don't be amazed. Are you ever amazed when somebody hates you? Because we, we, we are like that. We don't want nobody to hate us. We really want to be liked. Okay, so, so when, when people hate us or hate on us or say hateful things, Sometimes it, it catches us off guard, and we, we can get hurt by it if you're not paying attention. Amen. Okay? Amen. Loved ones and family members are, are good for doing that. They can say some stuff and do some stuff and say some things to you. Okay? This is why I always want to go back to the Word of God. Because God here, in the, in the person of John, apostle, he said, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. Hate you. Hate you for what? That, that, would, that, would, be the, that would be the question that would, would pop into my mind and, and, and say, why would the world hate the believer? You ever think about that? The Bible gives you a, a, a lot of answers. I, I could come up with many verses. Matter of fact, I got way, way too many on that subject. 
Here's the reason why the world hates you. Because the moment you get saved, the moment you get saved, okay? And I'm not talking about joining a church. We went over this this morning. I, I'm not, I, you, can go to work, you can go to work tomorrow and say, you know what, lad? Yesterday I joined a church. Don't mean nothing. It's not going to impact you anyway because nothing happens when you join a church. Amen. Okay? You join a church, you become a member. You know, it's like I say, you can join Planet Fitness and you can go to work and say, I joined Planet Fitness yesterday. I got my ID. You can say, I went to church yesterday. And, and it's the same thing. But the moment you get saved, the moment God saves you, something happens. Something miraculous happens. Something different happens. The moment you get saved means the moment you get filled with the spirit of God and you got the power of God working in you. And guess what it's going to cause you to be? At work. Different. Different. Now, I've told y'all this story. Y'all just hang in there with me. I, they, they, they come and if they, come, if they start coming too often, it may be a sign that something may be going on in my, my mind. But I don't think I've used this one in a long time. But it's the story about the man who worked in this one department. Maybe his name was Jeremy. And he worked in this one department, and, and, and it was nice because everybody in this department was respectful and decent. Everybody was married. They talked about their wives. They shared stories. They read Bible, handed out tracts. And then they came to Jeremy and said, Jeremy, I want you to go to another department on the other side of the plant. And then he knew about that, 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 that department because in that department, nobody was saved and everybody was cussing and drinking, getting high, and, and, and they was cheating on their wives. They was acting a fool. And, and, they, and, and he went home. He said, honey, I'm in a mess. I'm in a mess. They get ready to switch me over to the worst department in the whole plant and, and they doing everything over there. And if they find out, and once they know I'm a Christian, they're going to ridicule me. Wife said, honey, you'll be okay. Just, just go to work be yourself. And he went to work and came back home. And honey said, and wife said, huh? well, how, was, how, was, how was your day at work? He said, it was wonderful. They, they never found out I was a Christian. And that's how we do. That's how we do. You see, the world going to hate you because you're different. Here's, here's, here's Jesus' own words in John 15. John 15, 18. Watch this. Here's Jesus. What did he do wrong? What sin did he ever commit? He healed. The Bible says he, he went to one village and healed everybody. The Bible also says he was sinless. He never committed a sin. Why would they hate him? Jesus said this in John 15 and, and, and 18. He said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Now here's the answer, verse 19. If we were of the world, some of y'all remember when y'all was of the world? This is life of the party. Party didn't start till you got there. I mean, you couldn't wait to get there. And everybody wanted to see you. Everybody was happy to see you. Then you got saved. And then you showed up to the party. Nobody wanted to see you. If you were of the world, 
Here we go. Verse 19. The world would love his own, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hated you. We bothered you no more. You don't do what we do no more. You ain't like us no more. You don't, you don't do what we want to do. If you're a member of a gang, if, you, if you're a member of a gang, to become a member of a gang, you got to do something called initiation. You might have to walk up behind somebody, just punch them in the head, steal a car, shoot a house. You got to do something crazy to become initiated into the gang. Now, once you're in, you got to do something crazy to get out. If you want to get out, they call it blood in, blood out. Okay? You just can't walk up to the gang and say, you know, um, I became a Christian last week and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm leaving the gang. How's that go? Not well. They don't care about Christ. They don't care about your faith and they don't care about your born again experience. They're going to do something to you bad. They're going to do something to you bad. They may kill you. Depends on how much you know. Okay? Blood in, blood out. You're going to take a beat down to get out. The world hates you because you're chosen. See, 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 see these words. When, when Jesus said in verse 19 of, of John, I have, but I have chosen you out of the world. Peter, Peter backs it up here. Here, Peter, he says in 1 Peter 2, 9. Y'all know this verse. He said, but you are... Chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. This is a wonderful thing being chosen. And I'm not saying you're walking around with a chosen shirt on. I've seen them go to the flea market. You see all kinds of stuff. Chosen. You don't have to walk around with a shirt on and say chosen. Okay. Lost people know. Something different about you, bro. Something different about you, sister. You know, you, 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 you look different because they, don't, they may not even see it. Remember when Moses spent 40 days in the mountain with Jesus, with God? When he came down from that mountain, guess what? He had a glow. He had a glow. The world could see it. Moses didn't know he had it. Moses didn't know he had it. He didn't know he was glowing. So you may not know, you might walk in a situation now as, as, a, as a child of God, you feel with the spirit of God, and you may not know you glowing. Anybody ever experienced that? See, so you might be like, what's wrong with y'all today? Why y'all at me like that? They, you may not know, you may have been sitting here studying your word, praying all the way to work, studying the word of God, praying, listening to, 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 to whoever you listen to that's praising the Lord. You get to work, you got to glow, you don't even know it. And the boss coming at you, co-workers coming at you. Why? Because you don't even know you got that glow. Amen. Think about that. Man, what's wrong with y'all today? Y'all ain't like, I ain't, I ain't. Got that glow. We are hated. We are hated because we follow Christ. How about that? What's that? What's, what, what, what do I mean when I say we hate it because we follow Christ? Because our, our testimony is we haven't bound. 
And the person, the person that don't have the spirit, don't, don't love the things of the God, guess what? They know they ain't going where you're going. Okay? They, they, they ain't trying to hear it. They don't, want to, they don't want to be reminded of their future. And when you walk into the room, God's been good to me. And I don't mean because you got a new car and house and nice stuff. I mean, you just said God been good to me because he saved me and I'm on my way to heaven. And all this stuff, I'm going to leave it all behind. Okay? Listen. Jesus says in Matthew 10, 22, I have these verses. He said, you shall hate, you shall be hated of, of all men for my sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. That's why church is so important. That's why church is so important. That's why whoever changed the sign out there next time, Karina changed the sign or city changed the sign. Listen, be careful when you put that everybody welcome. To me, that's a dangerous thing to do. I, I, was, I was watching the news the other day. I get sermon illustrations from everywhere. Churches are going through, especially the bigger churches, they're going through. Attendance is down. Attendance is down, way down. And, and when attendance is way down, what else is way down? Y'all know what's up. So, so it was on the news and I just happen to look in the room and I go in the room and I, when I come home, I give my wife a kiss. I don't know about you, Columbus, but I do. I walk straight to Sydney and say, thank you. Hey. Try to help y'all. Okay. But she watching the news and I looked over because I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. But I watched this. It says churches are being creative in trying to attract new members. That threw me off. Now y'all know that threw me off. Because they, they had the cornhole set up and they playing cornhole and they doing all festivals, carnivals, trying to get people to come. Let me tell y'all something. God asked to the church. Okay? God asked to the church. Now, I was sitting here yesterday. I was listening to, to, to Acts chapter 2. And I have, to, I have to read this because people say, well, you know, God's going to ask to the church. You, you, no, no, no. We require to preach the gospel. Amen. Okay? If they don't come by the preaching, we got a problem. Stay with me here. Turn to Acts 2. Y'all got to follow me with this because this is interesting to me. I wish I could read all of Acts 2. And I, and I encourage you guys to, when you get a chance, put it on your phone. Let's listen to Acts chapter 2. I, it has become one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I'm going to listen to it again. Okay? So here's, here's Peter and, and the apostles on the day of Pentecost. And, 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 and folks have missed all this. Okay? Let, I'm going to start here. Verse 29, Acts chapter 2. We're going to add to the church. We're gonna, I'm, I'm, I, this, is a, this will be a growth, a church growth conference, okay? For folks who might be listening to me on, 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 online. Acts chapter 2, verse 29. Here's Peter filled with the Spirit of God. He said, men and brothers, men and brothers, let me 
Let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that, that he is both dead and buried and his sepulcher is with us this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with him, excuse me, sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. The gospel. Jesus came out of the Loins of David. Okay? Verse 31. And seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. He rose on the third day. Amen. Amen? What's, 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 what's Peter doing? He giving them the gospel. Verse 32. This Jesus. Have God raised up whereof we are all witnesses. No, this ain't veggie tales. This ain't veggie tales. This ain't children in church. Children would have been listening. Listen, Peter giving them the business. Watch this now. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he say himself, the Lord say unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy foot, their footstools. All right, here we go. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ. That's some boldness there. That's some boldness there. Now watch what happened when they heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and what they had done. Watch what happens. Verse 37. Now when they heard this, here's our word, they understood. Peter gave them the gospel and they understood it. They were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brothers, what shall we do? What should we do? We sinners in need of a savior. We lost and we did wrong things. We crucified the Lord. What should we do? Then Peter said unto them, here we go. Now he's talking to religious folks. He's talking to religious folks. I didn't say say. He's talking to church folks, religious folks. Watch this now. Then Peter said unto them, repent. Repent. Turn. Ask God to forgive you of, for the sin that you have done. So we have a hard time repenting today. Nobody really want to talk about it. You can't be saved unless you repent. You can't be saved unless you repent. You guys to say, God, listen, God, listen, God. I need to repent. I done done some stuff. I done done some wrong stuff. And I need to repent of it. And I need to move on. Amen. I was, I was at the gym Thursday. Seen a guy. Lady had called me from the job. Said, we have retirement. We, we meet every month. And we just all the retirees from the prison. We meet every month. 
at a bar. Okay? You can come, have a few, I mean, have lunch. That's how he said it. Called himself. You can have a lunch and, 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 and talk. I said, what are we going to talk about? Because they know me. I, I've been a thorn in the side of the prison system all my 30 years. So they know I like to talk about. I like to talk about God. Okay? I like to talk about politics. I like to talk about what we've done over the years at Trumbull Correctional killed three inmates. And then he says to me, this was a captain I was talking to who was involved in a lot of this stuff. Well, we know all the stuff in the past, we just got to let it go. We, all we don't talk about now is, is, is our children and our families and what we're doing right now. In, in essence, he was saying, we just meet and drink and try to act like we try to forget everything. Now, you got to repent. You got to repent. The Bible says you have to repent. I don't care. You ain't getting to heaven without repenting. It's part of it. And we've done some stuff. And we need to repent. They don't have to make a confession. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Okay? But you said, you know what, Lord? I hear that, man. I've done some stuff. And, 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 and you need to get that unconfessed sin and lay it down at the altar and say, God, you remove this from me. Amen. Okay? Okay? Created me as David said what? A clean heart. See, and obviously when I talk to that captain, that stuff, you know, in, in with this whole with this whole Derek Chauvin thing, I know them officers out there going through because they killed him the same way that officer killed that man in, in Minnesota. And I've told y'all that story. So they said they don't want me to come to the party. They don't want me to come to the to the to the to the to the, to the retirement. You know, lunch they have every week because I, I, I want y'all to repent I want y'all to admit that you were wrong in what y'all did and, and, and ask God to forgive you then you can move on see I really was a blessing to them and they don't even know it they, all they know is that they gotta hate this man I'm trying to help you can you imagine think about that imagine, imagine you was part of that and, and, and somebody lost their life and you was part of it and you lived since 1995 with that thing. About that. Repentance is important. Never forget that, Justin. Repentance is important. Learn that as an early age. Learn it as an early age. Let me keep going. Get, up, get it caught up in, in some of this stuff. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. Why, Peter? For the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How about that? How about that? What's the, what's the church doing today? Put the chairs out. They don't, they don't ask you if you've got the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. They don't ever ask you if you repent. You know what I'm saying? Well, next Sunday, first Sunday, we're going to give you the right hand of fellowship. And you end up giving the devil the right hand of fellowship. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's tight, but it's right, right? Ain't that how they used to say it? It's tight, but it's right. So you're giving a person who hasn't repented, hasn't confessed his sins, hasn't received the Holy Ghost. Now he's coming right off the streets. He's getting the right hand of fellowship. He's a member of the church. Two weeks later, he's a deacon. Three weeks later, he's a minister. <laughs> 
All right. I'm off that. I'm off my hobby horse. Thank y'all for being patient. I'm talking about why, why, why Christians be hated. Now, you need some hate. I, I, think, I think John is saying you need, some, you need some hate now. I'm not saying you need to go out there and get it. And try to earn it. And, you know, you walking around, you know, handing out crosses and tracts and telling people, you need Jesus and you're going to hell. You need Jesus going outside of people's funerals. You see in one group, they go to the soldiers' funerals and, and they tell them, you know, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Westwood Church or something. You know, I ain't talking about that kind of hate. You don't earn it that way. Okay? But the world hates you. Amen. You're going to get some. You're going to get some. You know why? Because the world has believed the lies. You ever talk to somebody who believed the lies? You ever, have you ever talked to someone who believes the lies? Let me give you a verse. Scripture works so much better. Here's a, here's a verse we'd we, 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 we be familiar with. He says in 2 Thessalonians 2, watch this in 2 and 9. He said, even him who's coming in is after the working of Satan with all powers, Signs and lying wonders. Second Thessalonians 2 9. Watch this. And with all deceitfulness, unrighteousness in them that perish, because what? They receive not the love of the truth. Why? That they might be saved. You've heard it, and they heard the gospel over and over. And you plead with them, and they've heard it, and, and, and they sit here, I don't want nothing to do. With Jesus Christ. I don't want nothing to do with his followers. I don't want nothing to do with his church. All the preachers ain't no good. They all lied, all chasing women and stealing all the money. What, how do they get like that? Here's why. Verse number 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. We don't know who they are, but they're out there. I got a lot of people. A lot of people think I'm stupid, which, which is fine. I, I'm not offended by it anymore. You know, a lot of people think I'm stupid. And if you're a Christian, a lot of people think you're stupid. Okay? Paul said they thought he was stupid. You're probably one of the most brilliant men that ever lived. And they thought Paul was stupid. Mocked him and ridiculed him. What Paul say? Paul says, for God have not chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God have chosen the weak things to the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. God used foolish people. Actually, you got to be foolish in a sense, to even believe the gospel, knowing, knowing what you're going to get, knowing that you're going to get some hate. Okay? You know, we talk about, we talk about cancel culture today. Now, folks don't like what you say, they cancel you. You say something wrong, they cancel you. I, you know, that's why I preach with desperation. I get, I try to get mine in because I know it's only a matter of time. Hey, I'm going to get canceled, okay? Amen. I'm going to get canceled. Okay, but, but, but the cancel culture is really more or less peer group pressure. It's another word for peer group pressure. Everybody, everybody familiar with peer group pressure? 
You know, if you're not part of, if you're not part of it, if you're not part of it, or if you're doing something different than the rest of us, they're going to ridicule you and mock you, and they're going to try to get you. Listen, listen, hey, man, everybody getting high. Everybody drinking. Everybody having sex. Everybody, you know, everybody doing all this stuff, and you ain't doing it. Something wrong with you. Okay? Something wrong with you. And we don't want nothing to be wrong with us. Okay? So what do we do? We just follow fit in, okay? And now we live in a world nobody can pass a drug test. Everywhere you go, everybody hiring. Everybody hiring. We hate it. You know what? The false teachers make us hate it. Think about it. You go to churches and all you hear is love, love, love. Jesus is love. And Jesus, all he talked about is love. We got love everybody. We got love everybody. We got love the LGBT. We got love the wino. We got love everything. It don't matter. We got love everybody. What's the problem with that? Nobody get the truth. Nobody get the truth. Nobody, nobody want to talk about, I love you. I love I love. All the homosexuals, I do. I love them all. I love all the drunks and the winos. I love all of them. I talk to them all, okay? But you know what they all need? Jesus. Just like I did. Amen. Okay? Just like I did. Just like Paul said, such were some of you, okay? Such were some of you. Well, let me, let me shift gears. I, I have so much more of that stuff. Let me shift gears. I'm going to let y'all go because I, I want to I make sure we get home at decent hour. We're going to pass out the food and everything. But, but when I look at 1 Timothy 1.18, and, and here's Paul talking to Timothy. And, 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 and I'm just going to touch on this just a little bit. And I have a lot. Maybe I'll push it one Wednesday night. But Paul told Timothy, like I tell you guys all the time. Cindy, I called Cindy yesterday. I was talking to her on the phone. She was heading to the store. She said, I'm not going in the store because I listen to what you be saying all the time and I don't want to be on the phone walking around the store because I want to pay attention, which I thought was commendable. I said, thank you. That's, that's what I want to hear. I don't, you know, I see folks walking around the store. They don't even know who in the store. Somebody could have a gun, knife, whatever, and, and they on the phone. Get off the phone when you leave in the store. Tell her, hey, look, I'll call you back. I'm, I'm going into the store and it's crazy folks in the stores. Okay? I shop online. Um, 1 Timothy 1.18 watch this Timothy knew what was going on and, 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 and Paul knew what was going on and he's saying to Timothy make sure they understand understand what as Christians we in a warfare did you know that did you know when you, when you become a Christian you, you are switching allegiances okay you, you are saying, you know what? I'm on the Lord's side. Amen. And you know what Satan say? Oh, okay. Get ready for war. Okay? Here's what Paul said to Timothy. 1 Timothy 1.18. He said, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before thee, that thou by them mightest war a good Warfare, mm-hmm. a good warfare. How, 
How do we, how do, we do this good warfare? Here's how. Holding faith. Amen. Holding faith. Being faithful. Not letting anybody push you around. Not letting anybody bully you around. But the main thing is to know that you're in a warfare. Okay? When you argue with somebody that you love, when you fight with somebody that's close to you, when you bickering with some folks, even in the church and brothers and sisters in Christ, here's what Paul says. For we wrestle what? Not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It ain't your husband, it ain't your, it ain't your wife, it ain't your kids. Satan is the what? Author of confusion. So as believers, we ought to know whenever we got some confusion, whenever we got some problems, it's probably good for us to realize that we in a warfare. And one thing Satan don't want you to have. One thing Satan don't want you to have. No peace. No peace. See, see, we run around here and we oh, yeah, listen, listen, I, I was saying this. Racism ain't in the Bible. You can look on every page, you won't find racism, but know what you will find? Hate, evil, satanic warfare, all that kind of stuff you can find. Now you can say, well, that's part of what racism is, but let me tell you something. Racism ain't never going away. You cannot legislate it in. I don't care who the president is, racism ain't going anywhere. Let me tell you why. Since 1887, how many of y'all know this? I I wrote it down, just just because I know some some of y'all like taking notes. Since 1866, there have been six civil rights acts about racism. 1866, 1871, 1957, the big one in 1964, 1968, one that the year Martin Luther King got killed, and 1991. Let me tell you something. Ain't going nowhere. Okay? Long as my skin black, yours white, or even, even within our races, it's light skin, dark skin. Amen. High yellow folks. Where'd that come from? Red bones and all that kind of stuff. See, right then, within the race. So, so what do we need to what do we need to deal with? Okay? Understanding the battle that we face is not gonna be legislated out, and no peace is coming until who comes? Until Jesus comes. Amen. Okay? And then we'll have peace. But in the meantime, <laughs> okay? In the meantime. Justin, is this your life verse? Been mine, been mine for years. I'm going to share it with you. Call you my son in the faith. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. I say this and I share this with, with, with all you guys. Be sober. Amen. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil. Oh, he, he'll come at you in racism. He'll come at you in hatred. He'll come at you in evil. He'll come at him. He may come at you in something lovely to the eye. You know, I heard just a country western song. And it said, you know, the country western guy found him a woman. She was so fine. 
She was so beautiful. He said, if, if, if heaven is more beautiful than you, I don't want to go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ain't that something? He, he, he found a woman that was so beautiful, so lovely, so sweet, and, and he, didn't, he didn't even want to go to heaven. He said, if heaven is more beautiful than you, I don't want to go. That's kind of what he said. I don't know the name of it. That's crazy. Ain't that something? You never had one like that, Columbus? You're going to get in trouble over there, boy. Be, be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, consume. Here's how we resist him. Who resists how? Steadfast in the faith. Okay, what is faith? What is faith? The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things what? Not seen. Then, then, then the word of God says in Hebrews 11 and 6, faith without faith, excuse me, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then Paul says this, for by Grace are you saved through faith. So, so, so how important is faith in fighting this battle that we face every day? Okay? Paul says, 2 Timothy 4, he said, I have fought a good fight. They didn't strip me of everything. I don't have anything left but a blanket and a couple of books. They got everything. But you know the most important thing he had? Paul said, I've kept the faith. You weren't getting that. You weren't getting my faith. You can take all this other stuff. It's meaningless, but you're not getting this faith. Because I know I can't get to heaven without faith. Last thing, I'm going to close. Last thing, I'm going to close. How do we deal with all this hate? You're going to get it. You got to get it. I ain't saying you got to go out there and, and make people hate you. That, ain't, that wouldn't be hard. You know? You, you just tell people, you just tell somebody, you know what, you, you, you need to go, you need, you need Jesus. And most people will hate you for even saying that. Okay? Why? Because they serve the God of this world. So when you tell a devil that, that you need Jesus, they're going to they gonna bark at you. Okay. But how do we overcome it? Let me give you this last verse. Ephesians 6.18, I'm close, for real. Praying always. I like that. I, I don't even have to, I, I really don't even have to go no further with the verse. Praying always. Paul would even say in, 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 in 1 Thessalonians 5, pray without ceasing. Because we're dealing with stuff all the time. As soon as you get in your car, leave here, leave out of the sanctuary, you're going to be sitting here dealing with some stuff. Okay? Praying always, how Paul, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereon with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Praying always. Praying always. Let's pray right now. Precious Lord, we 
We just come to you right now in the spirit of prayer and asking you right now to fill us with your strength and your power. Father God, we, we hear the message, Father God, and we got some stuff we working through. We got some issues we dealing with and, and we cannot deal with it on our own, Father God. We need strength from the most high. We need strength from above. We need your grace. We need your mercy. Father God, we need your peace. Father God, we need you. And then we want to pray for those around us, Father God. We, want, we got co-workers that we love, Father God, that we know need a Savior. We pray for them. We got sons and daughters. We got children. We got folks, Father God, we don't even know. We're going to walk in. We're going to run into them in, 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 in just our passing. The need the Lord, Father God, give us boldness, Father God, to, to give a testimony of your goodness to some also. It's not easy, Father God, to tell a lost person about Jesus because we don't want to be hated. We want to be, we want to be loved by everybody, Father God. But when we start talking about Jesus, Father God, we cannot do it without your strength. So we pray right now you give us strength to be all that you would have us to be. Father, now we pray for the food that we're about to, to consume and pass out, Father God. We pray and bless the hands that prepared it, Father God. And we pray that the folks receiving it would be gracious. Father God, thank you for everything you do in Jesus' name. Amen.